0: Warning, the following show contains material that may not be suitable for children, Bible thumpers, or conservatives. Do not attempt to recreate any of the stories from the show as this may result in harm or anal tears. (sighs) Viewer discretion is advised. my god. Uh, Jesus. Uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gay Bible. Hashtag Bible Gang. Hashtag Bible Squad. Hashtag Gay Gang. Uh, let's get into this, guys. We are joined with not a new disciple but a reoccurring one guys put your fucking hands together we are joined with the disciple sophie motherfuckers are you excited to be here are you excited to be back what is going through your mind right now
1: i am so hungover (laughs) (laughs) but i'm ready to have a great time and go over these commandments so that we can really let these bitches know what the fuck is going on what the fuck is up in the
0: community i know because we're embarking on our 10th episode. This is the 10th episode. This is going like we are closing in on the 10th episode what a already.
1: Congratulations. No, I'm very
0: happy about this. So, mm-hmm. before we cross the 10, you know, episode, I wanted to make sure that the foundation for the Gay Bible is officially poured mm-hmm. so that we can just build off of it after that point. To finally pour this foundation of this show, I knew that there needed to be one last thing that we do. The Ten Commandments, baby. Absolutely, bitch. Are you fucking ready? I'm so ready. Can you handle this? More ready than I've ever been, baby. I'm so Uh, fucking ready. Let's do this, bitch. All right, first commandment. Let's go. Let's fucking do this, okay, guys? Get ready. Drum rolls, please. You fucking homos and faggots out there. Let's get into this. The first one. I am thy bottom, thy clean. Disciple Sophie, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, it
1: really just means, like, clean yourself before you are... Before you, you Wreck yourself. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like, if you're going to have a sneaky link, like, shower.
0: (laughs) You're going to Picasso that dick. No, we're done.
1: don't Don't do it in the first place. Like, just clean yourself. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing anal definitely douche unless you're vegan then you're probably fine then you're probably fine it's <laughs> yeah. totally fine and what, i have a friend who like doesn't douche but because he's been like raw vegan for like so many years i mean i've
0: never it just comes had sex out. with him
1: but yeah apparently he just has like such a great diet that you he could probably like hasn't eat a four-course
0: years. meal on that booty hole
1: absolutely that's what i've heard from him and his boyfriend i mean oh
0: yeah. By the way, no one should make you feel bad if you happen to Picasso on somebody's dick, but you should hold yourself more accountable. Like for me specifically, like I don't want to shit on someone's dick. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not my goal in life, unless <laughs> I'm really envious of the dude and I kind of want him to pay a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. And then I balance con- the scales. Th- then I'm going to Picasso that dick. Totally. Um, so just hold yourself accountable. In future episodes, we're going to be talking about how to be a clean bottom. It's a lifestyle change. Whatever. Um, let's move the fuck on. Okay. The second one, guys. I am thy only queen. Disciple Sophie, what does that mean? Give it to me straight, yeah. or actually, give it to me gay.
1: A period. <laughs> was that written before? No. Oh my God. That you're was a all in my head. Yeah, you're a genius. I'm
0: just, I'm on it.
1: So, this commandment really applies to the idea of sticking true to yourself and not really conforming to like the the masses, you know, just being just like unapologetically unique yeah just be yourself and uh don't worry too much about what everybody else is doing because that's kind of the point of being gay that's the point of being queer is just like standing out and having fun in yeah. that limelight
0: you I know love it. yeah speaking words of fucking wisdom and facts right now and there are going to be points in your life where you go to a party it doesn't matter if it's a gay party a house party a bar a circuit party or a big fat orgy um it doesn't matter Always be yourself, because guess what? People can smell right through that. If people can tell that you're trying to mold to what you think that they want you to be, it's not going to work out. You're not going to have long-lasting friendships, relationships, whatever, what have you. So always remember that your biggest asset to going into any social situation is just being unapologetically yourself. Absolutely. Can I get a period? Period. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yes, bitch. Oh. Absolutely. (laughs) Third baby, they must exit or be trapped what does this mean
1: you have to have an exit plan you've talked about this so many times you're the actually the person who introduced me to like the concept of an exit plan because i mean i obviously always knew like you know if i were to meet up with someone i would think to myself like oh my god if i have to get out of the situation how am i going to do it but i wouldn't ever really like set things up in place you know like i wouldn't let my friends know like hey if i shoot you like a quick text of just like one letter like call me and say it's an emergency or something or you know i I never really thought about that but but you taught me about that and i mean i haven't really been on any dates since we since you introduced me to the idea but i know
0: that it it will be on the back burner yeah
1: moving forward I'll, i'll always Because the
0: greatest part about that is you should never be trying to make your exit plan while you're on the date with somebody. It should have been something that was already pre-done. Yeah. So fourth one, let's fucking go. Okay. They who honors thy daddy and his elders shall be rewarded.
1: To me, this just means really paying homage to older queer people. In fact, it's funny you bring this up because just yesterday, like, I was, I ran into this, uh, Well, I've had a couple experiences with, like, older gay men recently. Mm -hmm. And there's almost, like, a self-consciousness about them um, that I don't think they really need to feel. uh, Because they are loved and they are respected, at least by me.
0: By me, too. Yeah. I love my fellow daddies.
1: Same. And even if they're not, like, you know, daddy material or whatever, like, just... I feel like, you know how there's that joke about... uh, being 25 in gay years as being like 45
0: yes yeah. or like 30 years old it's your um it's your funeral yeah totally Just such bullshit it's
1: really toxic actually and it got me thinking about it like okay now that like trans girls are getting like a lot more known and stuff and representation a, yeah totally yeah. it makes me realize that like one day i'm gonna be like the old trans girl who's like not as up to date and not as like fashionable. I'm, you know? Hold on. I'm
0: going to stop you right there. I want you to look deep in my fucking balls deep in soul. <laughs> okay. You're going to be that bitch at 30 years old.
1: I believe. Oh, 30. Oh,
0: thir- yeah. 30.
1: I'm going to be killing it. But like, I'm talking like, you know, 50 and stuff like that. Like 70. Like yeah. Like, I
0: don't even think like, you're going to be alive. <laughs> old, honestly, I've thought about that too. Like I can't picture myself being old.
1: But no, like I, I, it's funny you bring that up. Cause I was just thinking about that yesterday and I was like, i was thinking about how i really want to um work with my therapist to like lay down some tools now that i can use to kind of shield myself from the like queer standard of like being young and plump
0: forever you know (laughs) um you just got to take care of yourself right now this is re- when it really matters take your vitamins do properly sunscreen yeah. oh yeah that one too mm-hmm. um perfect yeah well and just to, like to add and build on of what you just said like respecting your elders there's going to be situations where you're at a bar or a club a circuit party an orgy i just really want to be in an orgy can you tell
1: yes yeah yeah
0: um but anyways besides <laughs> that point you getting... haven't not yet neither have i one day yeah yeah you know, one day i don't know if i want this summer girl hot girl summer it's
1: hot girl summer baby
0: (laughs) but basically there's going to be moments where older people they'll come up to you they'll start flirting with you they'll offer you to buy you drink and so many times i've seen younger people be like ew gross get that fuck away from me and i look at that situation i'm like you have no idea how grateful you should be with this person you should be on your knees sucking his dick (laughs) actually just joking (laughs) Uh, you should be on your knees being like thank you you ran so we could all walk
1: absolutely and i stole those words
0: from you. No,
1: okay. <laughs> um I want you to tell the story of that guy at the beach party.
0: Will what beach party? Beach the party. older guy
1: that you went and danced with.
0: Oh, so that was Whistler Pride. That was 2008 Whistler Pride. If you guys saw me there eating my ass on stage or dancing I, on the pole, that was me. So, someone
1: ate your ass on stage. No, I
0: ate my boyfriend's ass out on stage. Oh, That's period. another story. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> I'm no, ready. Was not the vibe. Mm-hmm. Anyways, re- you know when people are like, read the room? I did not read the room. I was dyslexic. Um,
1: <laughs> Socially dyslexic. So
0: a, a really good example of this that I'll take you guys through is it was Whistler Pride. It was 2018. I was on a... You know, it was a circuit party. I went with my boyfriend. I went with a group of friends and I remember us dancing and we were having such a fun time. And there was this like 80 year, like this great, great grandfather who was dressed in leather, dancing by himself. Like this man was old, like hunchback old and he was just dancing by himself. But he still had the biggest smile on his face and he just looked so Preciously happy. And I was just looking at him. I was like, why is nobody dancing with him, even though we're all dancing with each other? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I go up to that old man. I start grinding on him. I'm literally having the best time. And then, you know what? About two minutes later, everybody else started joining in. That's all it takes. You just need Mm -hmm. to always be the person that makes, you know, even if it's scary or you think people are going to judge you for, for fucking what, I don't know. People are usually wanting to do the same thing, you know, be the change. Be the change. Dance on that old man. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I remember it was just like, it was so fun. Like we talked. It was a great time. He was there all alone. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, you got some balls. Yeah. Like big dick energy. <laughs> Too bad I was with my boyfriend because I definitely went for that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next one, ladies and gentlemen. Thou shalt do the queen's wave when faced with impish vibing bitches. Take the lead, baby.
1: I've been in many positions where people who have, like, hurt me or whatever uh, have reappeared in my life, like, randomly. And I feel like the absolute best way to handle it is just by being, like, solid. You know, like, digging your heels into the ground and just saying, like, this person is not going to shake me. Like, they're a part of my past. And the past Mm -hmm. is gone forever. And whatever they did to me, it's over now. And I'm... I grew from that. So just maintaining your confidence and maintaining your composure in the face of like adversity, I guess, is literally quintessential to being queer. Like there's there's no way around that. Like you like you have to get used to that lifestyle.
0: With that, I mean, I'll give a good example of what happened to me like mm, like maybe two, three months ago. Um, we all know. Seattle if you're from here or ever have visited it's small it's a small community like I've been saying this entire fucking show tiny city yeah if you haven't been tuning into the show Seattle's a very small community it doesn't matter how how hard you try to hide you're going to run into people uh whether that's in a group setting anything that you're going to run into these people that you don't want to fucking run into because these people have either shit on you literally literally shit on you no I'm joking (laughs) just people that were unkind to you or you have had a really bad experience with Mm -hmm. and to broaden that my specific experience was going to a beach and you know going with a group of people and then meeting up with another group of people and i noticed in that group there was somebody that i had bad history with Mm -hmm. and instead of just being a bitch and being like ew like Mm -hmm. trash yeah I just, I do, like what you said. I dug my heels into the ground. I smiled. Yeah. I did the queen's wave. When I said, hello, how hello. is everybody? Mm-hmm. And you might say like, well, that's fake as fuck. It's like, no, read the room. You just, you know, you could never, you know, that would be the most immature thing to run into that person and like say hello to everybody else but and then, then purposely yeah. like not even acknowledge their existence because mm-hmm. people are going to I mean gays are smart we're intuitive
1: very, they're going to be like hmm what's very, the story
0: with that and then yeah. it's going to open a hole it's going to open the Pandora's box
1: and you don't want to make enemies when you don't have to and like also forgiveness ugh, ugh, so gross you know? know but you. like it's the truth like you you will be lighter because of it Like, your energy won't be as heavy because of just being cool with stuff like that.
0: I would love that because I definitely need to, like, lose, like, 10 pounds by the end of the summer. Off your aura. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, the next one, guys. Let's get into it. They shall help thy brothers and sisters in times of trouble what does this mean please elaborate let my viewers get a little taste of your knowledge or your come whatever comes you know whatever comes next Ooh, Ooh. hello tastes like strawberries and lemon baby (laughs) yeah it's sweet like sugar
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i've had many experiences where people have gone out of the way to, to help me when when Uh, They didn't have to. And those are things that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. So you definitely want to be that person for other people as well. Um, Because I think most people have had experiences where someone has really extended like an open arm and like lifted them out of bad, bad situations. And I think especially in small communities like queer communities that tend to be more tight knit. It is literally the glue that holds us together um, when like... You can trust that, like, your queer friends, especially with certain things, will be there to, like, non-judgmentally and in a very uh, hasty way, like, mm-hmm. help you, you know? Um, I have not had the opportunity to help someone yet in my life. It's a good
0: feeling. Karma points, baby. Well, I mean, obviously I do like little stuff, you know, but
1: like I've never had, I've never been given the opportunity to really make like a huge difference in someone's life. And I'm really looking forward to that day. I feel like if I continue growing older and the amount of times that I'm able to make someone's life better, just keep stacking up. Like, I think, I think at that point, like I'll definitely die happy.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm really happy for whoever gets to like encounter you when they need help. You were, like, guardian angel.
1: Absolutely. I've had so many guardian angels. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I feel, like, almost, like, my karmic scales are, like, imbalanced because so many people have, like, literally saved my life in so many ways.
0: When you do help somebody, you should just be like, hey, I'm a disciple. It's okay. Yeah. I've got you. I've
1: got you covered. I'm on the gay Bible. I'm
0: on the Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. Do you know who my father is? <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so basically, like, a great example is, like, we have a mutual friend. And I remember, you know, he was, we were going to, if anybody knows, neighbors, neighbors. If anybody's been to Seattle oh, neighbors, God, yeah. fuck that place. I will be very upfront with that is the skeeziest <laughs> place lawsuit, that you could go. But I honestly <laughs> thought it was heaven when I was underage and I could go to that place. But looking back that, I will never step foot back in that hell I think that should be the gay bible's hell
1: <laughs>
0: it was so like <laughs> horrible and basically I went with me and a group of friends and the story this is a very uh, cring, this is a very juicy raunchy story so is a camp it's campy uh, oh so what happens is we go to neighbors and I'm with a couple friends I'm with our mutual friend and you know me like I'm a social butterfly I'm mm-hmm. like okay bye <laughs> I'm gonna go meet people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. me too, <laughs> I need to get better at that <laughs>
1: Oh my god, me too. Staying it's so with my group rude.
0: instead of just being like, daddy, bye. Um, so basically what happened was I was outside smoking a cigarette. I, I know... I know. And the worst thing is I was not even on Molly. So I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm like, oh my God, like, where is my friend? I haven't seen him the entire night. So I went back inside Neighbors and what happened was I was walking through it and I go up to a drag queen and I'm just like in the most raunchiest way. I'm like, have you seen my friend? And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm looking for my friend. And she's like, are you fucking smoking? She takes the cigarette out of my hand, hucks it on the ground outside and just starts bitching me out. I'm surprised I didn't get kicked out. Oh my God. I know I was really bad. That's such a drag queen thing to do. Well, that's such a like, what the fuck was I doing? True. I just didn't give a fuck. But basically I finally find my friend and he's in the bathroom and he's literally, I still have videos. um, And he is just like making out with this toilet. He is puking. His mouth is on the rim of the toilet, but he's making out, he's making out with the toilet. He's puking his brains out. There's a whole line of men behind him just watching him. That's so That was the most that was the most disheartening thing I've ever really experienced since being in this community, because not only was that, you know, his situation, but, you know, no one was helping him. He was just drunk and you could tell that these men were just waiting for their move being like oh my god let me take you home you know all this other stuff mm-hmm. so i'm literally getting i go there i'm like guys get the fuck out of the bathroom what are you guys doing and there was a dude who tried to like was trying to offer him coke as well mm-hmm. honestly i should have let him given it to him they go it's or i should have well i should have let him give him the coke because that just would have like spiked him up mm-hmm. and then you know that would have been great it would have been fine but that was the situation with that. So it's like if I were to not know that person, if anybody's listening to the show, next time if you see somebody that's in that situation, be for be there for them. They need you. Yeah. And by I mean, in a selfish way, it's like you're gonna walk out of that situation feeling like a very good, kind hearted person and karma points, baby.
1: Yeah, totally. And you feel full.
0: Oh, I felt very full after that. I yeah. was like, you owe me your fucking life. Yeah. In a way. (laughs) No, I mean, it was just disheartening because I was just looking at these older men. I was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like rape culture? Yeah. Hello. Mm -hmm. Moving on to the next one. (laughs) Those who say no to thy life provided by the Lord will be forgotten about. What does this mean?
1: For me, I have gone through phases where I say no to like all the plans that are offered to me. And not that you should spread yourself too thin or say yes to literally everything. Um,
0: But never say no if it makes you scared. Yeah,
1: right. Like, do things that scare you, you know. I think as, like, not cisgender, heterosexual people, like, there's sometimes just going to check the mail can be scary. Like, when I first started transitioning, I don't think I left the house for literally like three months
0: jeez yeah i didn't know that yeah i
1: would go outside like every once in a while like try to go on walks and like you know get myself more comfortable but i had just started hormones and i was like i just want to like transform like in my little cocoon and mm-hmm. stuff and like re-emerge when i'm like pretty and stuff and that was a waste of time
0: does that idea even exist though because it's like say you were at the point where you blossom like a butterfly like wouldn't you say the mentality like you still would never feel like that
1: though yeah yeah that's that's why it was a waste of time completely because it was just like why did i spend those are three months that i could have been in school those are three months that i could have been out working and saving up money for my future goals those are three months that i could have spent with my friends but instead i was hiding away in my house i would leave at night to go hang out with like literally one friend like outside Mm. my house i don't know like don't be me in that situation like say yes to plans like there there were many times in those couple months period where people were like hey like do you want to go to the mall or do you want to do go you know get some takeout or something and we can or we can go swim or whatever and i just said no to everything and that's three months of my life which is such a short amount of time but that's three months of my life gone because i was just sitting in my living room trying to hide away from the world
0: I mean there's going to be points in your life where it's like you need to say no because it's like it's not that you're scared to do it or you just don't know what it's going to be like there's points where you're just like okay like this is not safe like if somebody offers to fly you to some third world country Mm -hmm. like Bali or somewhere in Europe obviously probably say no if you've never met that person but like in a great situation if somebody is inviting you to a party that's a big one specifically for like younger gay kids if you get invited to a house party and you know that there's going to be a bunch of queens there it's like i know there's going to be that social anxiety there but you have to fight through that and go because not only are you missing out on the possibilities of meeting a bunch of amazing people and merging yourself in the community but you're missing out on dick and you know what guys i've said this before when you say no to life you say no to dick and when you say no to dick you say no to life can I get Period. an amen? Put it
1: on a shirt. Amen. I
0: need to get that. Put it on. I'm so excited for, when, for when the merch comes Merchandise. out. Merchandise. Absolutely. Support me so I can finally eat tomorrow. You- <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to say, I will, be, I will be buying your merch.
0: I know. It'd be so nice to not have to go to the food bank anymore. You know, the nice <sighs> nice people, but, you know, I think. Um, I'm sick of tired of EBT. I know. Fuck EBT. <laughs> but thank you so much because yeah. I'm alive because of you. Yeah. Okay, next one they shall drink at the table of god but never with the devil what is this
1: i would say that i have definitely had experiences where i've drank way too much last night for instance um i'm suffering because of because of that today just like control yourself gorge chances are the reason like to loop it into the last commandment that we just talked about like the reason that you feel this like anxiety about like going to this party or something is probably because you're scared you're going to embarrass yourself And let me tell you, Gorge, the only situation in which you're actually going to embarrass yourself is if you don't control yourself and then you do something foolish.
0: And guys, that that does kind of go back to, you know, being insecure and kind of wanting to say no to things. When you start experiencing social anxiety, which has happened to all of us, it still happens to me once in a blue moon. The last thing that you want to do is... Start drinking more because you have the hopes or the belief that the more that you drink, the better the party's gonna get or the better the situation's gonna get. That's not how that works. When you are experiencing social anxiety and it's just not passing, the best thing that I have done is I just leave because at that point, it's just not getting any better. It's really not. Mm-hmm. And You know, you just don't want to go to somebody's party and, you know, start drinking or even worse. You don't want to start going to a bar and then be that person that people remember. It's like, oh, he can't control his alcohol. Yeah. Because guess what? People remember that because when people remember that, that's going to deter you from getting invited to other places. Mm -hmm. I promise you that.
1: It's not just for you, but it's for other people as well. Like the self-control when it comes to Mm -hmm. drinking or drugs or anything like you you don't want to kill other people's vibe because you're like
0: swinging on the chandelier yeah like
1: like like it's just inappropriate you know to
0: like well it is inappropriate because it's just like don't 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 be a wet blanket don't be a buzzkill totally please don't just that's a
1: cooler way of putting it a wet blanket yeah just (laughs) don't be
0: a wet blanket like no no one wants that no one and first of all no one's going to want fuck you, baby. Yeah, Like no one's going to want to. Except for very predatory except for, people. <laughs> except for very predatorial people. Yeah. Guys, we're coming up with the last two commandments. So listen the fuck up, everybody. Let's go. Though shall not dine with the devil. We've explained this. We've talked about this in previous episodes. If you haven't listened, go the fuck back and listen to the episodes, you little bitch. So let's explain this better.
1: The thing about this one is you just don't want to be boring and you don't want to give boring ideas when it comes to dates. And on, like my opinion, and I know that, that you have the same opinion is that dinner dates are like the most unoriginal, unfun. Like I feel
0: awkward. It's like an interview. Yeah. And it's I have like, a very what are strong, you interviewing
1: me for? I have such
0: a strong opinion about this. Like to the point where it's like, whenever I'm talking to somebody new, the very first thing I say is like, Hey, like, I'm just like forewarning you, like, do not take me on a dinner date. Like I will not go. Yeah. At least not for our first date. Like, obviously, if this is going to be, like, the third or fourth time you're hanging out with, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, still, I mean, I don't preferably like going to them after, like, I really know who, the, like, I really do like the person and I know mm-hmm. this is going to be, like, you know, a permanent fixture, but, like, please don't take me on a date, like that's the biggest <laughs> period. Just please don't <laughs> don't take me on a date. Just please don't take me on a dinner date. Like yeah. that's the biggest punishment. Like you can beat the shit out of me. You can spank me until my ass you is purple. Kill me you could kill me. <laughs> <laughs> just don't, you could torture me. Honestly, just don't take me on a dinner date, yeah. please. I'm
1: begging you. <laughs> I don't even really like going to dinner with my friends. Like it gives me huge amounts of I, okay. I love going to dinner by myself when the world was open like literally every like couple weeks i would just take myself out to like a movie and dinner solo really i, I that love is one of my favorite activities like i'm actually so sad that movie theaters are closed down because like that was so zen for me and it would always like reset like whatever anxiety or anything i was dealing with like it would just make me feel so good um so i don't even like going out to dinner with like platonic people or like groups of people i'm like mm, no like no, not a restaurant And especially
0: with dates like the the thing i've said before and before and you know again and again is it's all it always t- turns into an interview you're always yeah. think about what you're gonna say and it's just like think about it it's like it's so expensive to go to restaurants anyways you could take that exact same money and actually go do something fun yeah like if you really like this person I would say the average dinner for two people, as long, I mean, if you're eating with me, is like a hundred, over a hundred dollars. I
1: would say that's fair, depending think about, on where you go. And
0: think about what you could do with a hundred dollars. You could take me, if we're living in the Seattle area, you could take me to Bainbridge Island. We could go mm-hmm. on a cute date, you know, date there, get coffee, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, you And could, free dates too. Save your money.
1: You know, let's go to a bookstore. Let's go to a park. Let's go, you know, to a. Uh, museum yeah it's like an open house and the
0: only time i will actually can like i will say dinner dates are fine is when you're fucking starving yeah. and you need food because i used to do that like two years ago uh when i had no money and i was like looking and i was like looking in my fridge and i was like jake like we're gonna fucking we're gonna starve yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we're starving survival of the fittest though because i'm yeah. still here yeah you are we're not going anywhere <laughs> i feel like the another
1: situation where a dinner date is fine is if like it's st- like the date starts and dinner is not like a part of the plan, and you're doing some kind of activity or something fun or just getting to know each other in a different environment. And then one of you is like, "Are you hungry?" And the other is like, "Yeah, like I'm starving." And so then you guys like go out to dinner or something. Fuck
0: no, I so disagree with that because really? that's when the date dies. You're like, true. this date was going great. Oh my god, let's go to dinner. Oh, I don't want to see this person again. True. Maybe takeout. Take out. takeout. Take what yeah. is wrong with takeout? Go to a park. Oh totally. my God. Mm-hmm. The park guys. The park.
1: I love the park. And
0: plus no one wants to. <laughs> so and lame. if you're a cheap bitch like me, like I don't want to fucking tip this girl who literally just like checked on me twice and got me some water. It's not even the nice water either. It's tap. I want Voss. I want Fiji. <laughs> Tip this bitch is giving waitresses, me. Bitch. I know. <laughs> nah.
1: <laughs> no. And Do like- not let me catch you not tipping a waitress. Yeah. I'll give you I- a puncture wound in the top <laughs> of your foot with my heel if I catch you not tipping a waitress.
0: Well, I have a very stern belief on tipping, but that's for another episode because I don't want. I, I don't, don't want. Get- you
1: should air that
0: opinion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you should keep that with yourself. People
0: were like, "Jake, your show was doing so good. Like you were going places." And then I saw that, and I was like, "You can go fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah. You fucking bitch there's no such thing as a universal basic income yet so you have to tip they're poor again another episode for that let's opinion. move on let's move on <laughs> <laughs> so guys it's the last one can we get a motherfucking drum roll please embrace thy god's lifestyle into your life for they will be redeemed when i say this I mean, this means fully embracing the homosexual lifestyle for what it is and what it can do with you. A great example of this, guys, I'm 22 years old. I did not fully embrace the homosexual lifestyle until this year. I know that sounds funny, and you're probably listening, like, what the fuck? It's true, though. Think about it. And I'm gonna tell you the story. This year was the very first time that I got my nails painted and I know yeah, that doesn't did. sound like a big deal to anybody but this was the first time that I got my nails professionally done I walked into that nail salon and I live in a very republican place a very
1: you did it here in this
0: yeah wow. I did it in this county I did it in a very republican place I went to this nail salon there were hicks and you could just you could smell the Trump if yeah. Trump had a candle they were burning it yeah <laughs> yeah. and I was nervous out of my mind but I was like you know what fuck it I don't even care and I was getting rainbow painted nails and right after i got off that and the next day i went for a photo shoot where i dressed like a woman and oh, i good. was prancing around like the little fag that i am and and you know half naked and how did it feel it felt rejuvenating yeah. um it felt i felt so free that's awesome. i felt the mo- most free that i've ever felt where i was finally so happy to be gay. And Mm -hmm. I know that some of you might not truly understand that yet, Mm -hmm. but being gay and truly embracing what that means means adopt, like adopting all of those feminine qualities Mm -hmm. and acting like a faggot and not caring, being like, yes, getting your nails done, doing a photo shoot, half naked with a rainbow flag and prancing around your little undies. Like, and just being proud to be who you are to the point where you're just like, I want some, super homophobic asshole with a cowboy hat to look at me right enjoy that's it. the point and enjoy it and look yeah. dead in their eyes and be like this is who i fucking am yeah deal totally. with it bitch mm-hmm. and period but what I would you have, have to say about that
1: so much experience with this so many episodes in my life like i've had to reteach myself this lesson like when i was a young teenager and i came out as like a gay boy that was a multiple-year-long process of getting super comfortable with, like, just looking, acting, saying, and doing whatever I wanted in regards to, like, you know, my gender expression and my sexuality and all that stuff. And it took such a long time, and I got to such a good place, and it lasted, like, multiple years, Um, but then I came out as trans, and now I'm currently in the process of reteaching myself that that confidence, you know. Mm. Um, if there's any trans people Like embracing the trans. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like I remember when I first started transitioning, like I needed to be like so girly, like all the time. It was it was the only way that I felt comfortable because I felt like I needed people to pick up what I was putting down. Like I didn't want to have to say I'm trans. I wanted people to like identify like oh okay like this person is not a boy right so i would go out of my way to like do all this stuff um full face and makeup every day wigs uh skirts mm-hmm. dresses even if i was just heading down to like the farmer's market just dressing you know? to the nine yeah dressing to the nines all the time which is cute and we love that but like it's not really who i am like pre-transition i pretty much rocked like basketball shorts every day and like baggy t-shirts. Like I was not like a dress up all the time kind of person. Um, And now I'm finally getting comfortable enough to kind of rock like the more boyish parts of me. Like I decided to finally just go back to having really short hair and, you know, wearing things that aren't dresses, you know, like wearing pants and like baggy stuff and, you know, A lot of the time I leave the house, like, just without a stitch of makeup on at all, like, maybe mascara, you know, and, uh, it like, you just have to, if you're trans and you're listening to this right now, like, don't rush it, you know, be, learn in your own way to be comfortable, but, um, keep in mind that, like, the way you feel about the gay lifestyle or the trans lifestyle or whatever, when you're first out is so different from the way you're going to feel about it once you're kind of in the rhythm later and just enjoy it
0: yeah because i mean i remember having a conversation with somebody that was like a lot older than me and i remember when i was first coming out and looking at the community and the first thing that i said i was like i have nothing in common with this community i am not i am not the gay community Mm -hmm. in a weird way i felt embarrassed to be a part of the gay community but then getting older i'm like i am the gay community it's a privilege to be a part of this community Mm -hmm. I honestly do feel privileged that I can be a part of this community, yeah. because like we've been saying, there are so many beautiful parts. There are some not beautiful parts, but for the majority, I just feel lucky and I feel privileged every single day that I wake up that and I am gay. And that's I mean that's a, that's a thought for a lot of people when they first come out. You know that that was a question that I got a lot was Jake like if there was a pill. That could make you straight, would you take it? And back then, 100%. Totally. I would say yes, 100%. Yeah. Nowadays, I'd be like, get that the fuck away from yeah. me. I would. I don't even want
1: to look at it. I would be
0: so. <laughs> if I woke up one day and I was straight, I would genuinely have like chronic. I mean, like even more than what I have now, like horrible. I'd be like straight depression. I would have (laughs) oh my god. I would have straight problems. Yeah. Oh my god. My girl Jenny, like I think she's cheating on me or something (laughs) with Marcus. Gay community, you're just like oh my god. My I think my husband's like sleeping with another dude. Like that's hot.
1: Let me join. Yeah, let me join. Like threesome, bitch. Why didn't you hit me up? I've gone through the exact same thing with transness. Where like I think in the very beginning of transitioning, I had to grapple a lot of like internalized transphobia and I like would go out of my way to differentiate myself from other trans people. Um, because I was just so, so, so terrified of appearing as if I was the stereotype of a, you know, drugged out sex worker trans woman. And so I would like overcompensate for that. Uh, embrace your community. Like, because one thing I wanted to touch on, but I forgot to with this commandment, specifically is while there is such a thing as the gay lifestyle or the queer lifestyle or the trans lifestyle whatever also every single one of us kind of approaches it from a different way because we're still individuals you know so like there is no such thing as like one consistent like queer lifestyle for all people
0: but guys that's the very it for this episode thank you guys so much for tuning in again i'm always going to remind you if you like this show tell your friends tell your family tell your homophobic family members absolutely period give us a five star rating we would genuinely love to you know have you guys write in tell us what you love about the show what you hate about the show just kidding don't fucking write that in unless you want me to fucking full on troll your ass just kidding i'm not gonna do that but guys that's very it for this episode thank you guys so much for tuning in i love each and every single one of you me too and oh (laughs) and we will see you guys later
1: okay bye-bye
0: bye